Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. Thanks for practicing with us. This is a Flow 2 class recorded live in our studio. When you're ready, grab your mat. If you've got a block, one of those. And let's get started. Good morning. Thank you all so much for being here. We are recording this class for our podcast, so you can enjoy it later, again and again and again. Before we get started, a quick announcement about things coming up this month. One is our anniversary party on the 19th. So Saturday the 19th, we are celebrating 10 years of Three Dog Yoga, and yeah, that's pretty cool. And we will be having a family class, because one of the things for our next 10 years that we want to incorporate here at Three Dog is families and all the different ways that families look. Um, I didn't grow up in a traditional family. Um, now most of you all comprise my family. Um, but we all have different uh, things going on out there in life and we want to start to bring not only our yoga into our life, but our life into the studio life. So uh, we'll have family jam at 4.30, a little reception at 5 o'clock, and then we're going to have a movie night. We're going back to movie nights. We haven't had one since like 2015, um, but we're going to watch The Princess Bride, and it'll start at 5.30, so please come out. For those of you that love The Princess Bride, who are kids of the 80s, uh, it'll be like going home again. Um, if you've never seen it, or if your kids have never seen it, great opportunity to, uh, to have it for the first time. That's what I got. Let's start in child's post. Take a few moments to enter your own space. Mental space we were just in with one another. Into the space that you are. It's one of our practices when we step onto the mat. taking care of our own space. Clearing out some of the clutter that doesn't belong to us. Vinyasa yoga offers a way of examining our body, our mind, our heart. place of awareness instead of judgment. And through experience instead of agenda. Of course, we're brought to these mats for different reasons. our intentions and purposes in being here are working toward our own good. Whether you're looking for a stronger, more flexible body or a more calm and peaceful mind or anything else that your particular practice gives you. We 
all here for our own good. To start this day with more goodness in our lives. Start that with breathing, with the, the simplest, most important thing you're doing. Start to do that well. In and out through your nose, if that's possible. If, if at any time it's not possible, then you can breathe any way you like. But if it's possible to create a slow, rhythmic breath, to even use the muscles of your throat to direct that breath into your lungs. To feel the expansion of each inhale. the grounding of each exhale. So that your whole experience becomes this exchange, this communication, this balance of grounding and expansion, of taking in and letting go. your next inhale, come on up to down dog. And when you get there, just pause for a moment. So most of us are itchy to get going and we want to like kind of move around, but pause for a moment. Align your hands about shoulder distance apart, your feet about hip distance apart, and set your gaze between your toes. Right? And even if you want to pedal out, stop for a moment. Right? We'll get there. But just see. See with your eyes space between your feet, your ten toes, your awareness inside, what's going on in your body, and then what actually needs to move. Go ahead and take any kind of opening movements that you like, but what, what, what do you need right now? What, or is stillness and awakening the action of the pose possible right now. Because it's true, sometimes we need to adjust. Sometimes we need to kind of get some, some movement going in our body. And sometimes those things are just habits. So you're starting to become aware of your habits aware of the, the mental samskara, the, the scars of the mind, the, the uh, ingrained neural pathways. They happen in our body, they happen in our mind. And through stilling into a pose and breathing, we can start to notice them. If something is relevant, if something is necessary, do it. If it's possible to simply sustain the pose and sustain your breath, do that. On your next inhale, take your right leg back behind you, three-legged dog. And when you exhale, come forward. Bring your knee toward your nose. Good. Step into a low lunge. 
So step up near your right thumb. You can put your hands on blocks or you could keep your fingertips on the floor. Let your hands be light, whichever you choose. And you're gonna press into your feet. Inhale, lift your hips up and back. So you come out of the lunge into something like a pyramid pose, a Parshvachanasana, and then exhale back into the lunge. Press your feet into the floor, each side of this. So you inhale, press your feet down to lift your hips up, the float of your rib cage. And then exhale, press your feet down, pull into the front foot, anchor with your back foot as you come into the lunge, good. Two more like that, moving with your breath. Getting there when your breath does. Anchoring of your feet, moving you forward and back. When you get back to your next lunge, you bring your back knee down. I'm gonna take a twist. Bring your right hand to your right thigh. Rotate. And press your right foot down into the floor. Notice what difference that makes to your pose. And stop pressing the foot into the floor. What happens? Next exhale, press your foot into the floor again. Just have a contrast of what it feels like to ground, what that does for the rest of your pose, what it does for your breathing. And one more time, stop pressing the foot down. What does that do to the pose, to your breathing, to your mind? Last time, press your foot down. See if you can use that to twist a little further. And then on your inhale, you're gonna unwind, come back to center, plant both hands, and step your right knee back in line with your left as you lower to the mat. And take cobra, peel up, pull your elbows toward the back wall, your shoulder blades down toward your hips. Exhale, release down. You're gonna slide your hands out to the edges of your mat. And then you're gonna peel up for cobra, twisting to your right. So you look over your right shoulder, Exhale, slowly back down to center. And then we'll cobra twist to the left, peel up and look over your left shoulder, pull the left shoulder blade toward your spine, right shoulder blade away from your spine, back to center. Take your hands underneath your elbows, press to your hands and knees, pull your abdominals in to get there, and then downward facing dog. Good work. With your inhale, take your left leg up and back behind you, three-legged dog. As you exhale, come forward, bring your knee to your nose, get as much range of motion as you can there, then step up near your left hand. You'll take blocks under your hands or fingertips to the floor. Then you've got this kind of inhale to lift your hips up and back. You can drop your head. Right? And then exhale, pull into your front foot to come forward. And you take your breath, inhaling to get to the top of the pose, front knee doesn't have to go all the way straight, it could. It definitely doesn't lock. Right? So we're gonna stay away from locked joints. And instead of that emphasis, right, put the emphasis into your feet and how they're working the floor. Right? So there's less stress on the joint, more emphasis on the musculature. Next time you make your way back to a lunge, 
Bring your back knee all the way down. Take left hand to left thigh and twist. Just gentle twist. You're going to play with the, the grounding of the front foot. As you press it down, what happens to the rest of your body? You can also do the same with your hand. Right? So every time you press your foot down, press the hand into the floor or the block. What do you notice? Stop the pressing, just contrast it with, with just letting things be. <laughs> Some of you raised your eyebrows at that, I didn't, didn't like it too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, there's, there's more emphasis, there's more work in that grounding. It also feels a little better uh, mechanically for most of us. Right. Press again into hand and foot, really find the rotation that you get from that. Once more, stop the pressing. Just feel what it is to kind of sink into the pose. Once more, the grounding down that gives you the lift, that gives you the little more twist. Then you'll unwind, come to center with your hands. As you exhale, we're going to lower all the way down to the floor. And breathe in for cobra. Breathe out to lower slowly and slide your hands out toward the edges of your mat or the wood floor. And cobra twist to the left. It's okay if left and right got a little confusing. Come back to center. Cobra twist to the other side. Whichever one you didn't do. This is a good way to meet your neighbor. And then slowly back to center. Slide your hands in, press into your hands. Pull your abdominals in to go back. Downward facing dog. Breath in. Let it out through your mouth this time. Press your hands down. Look forward to your hands. Walk forward into a rag doll. Wide leg, forward fold. Let your arms wrap around one another. Your torso get of heavy so feet wide would be probably the edges of your mat or thereabouts you want that base so that the hips and low back can let go bend your knees enough to have upper body and lower body contact so if, if the the upper body is away from the thighs bend your knees more if it's still not working for you and some days it doesn't put your arms to your legs so actually have your upper body resting in some way. There are other variations of forward fold. We will get to those. This one relies on that upper and lower body contact so that things like your upper back and your neck can let go. That you start to soften the muscles that get tight around the, the brain and the spinal cord and nervous system can start to ease up. The more supported a pose is, the less we run into the keying up of the nervous system. We're looking to work really strong poses, really focused poses. Is it 
can provide a sustainable challenge? Without getting overwhelming in body or mind. Release your hands to your mat and bring your feet together. And press down into the floor to come up to standing mountain pose. Arms reach for the ceiling, hands coming from your heart. So sternum, collarbones, arm bones, fingertips, then hands to heart center. Take a moment to close your eyes or set your eyes at your fingertips to go inward. To notice how you feel. To notice anything that's extra, not yours. As you notice it, you place it to the side. So you stand here in your body, your breath. And your voice as we join in three ohms. You can start with a full breath in. mountain pose from your sternum through your collarbones through your arms through your fingers bow with your exhale and knit your knees to the bottom of the pose just as your breath is finishing and then let your inhale draw you into a halfway lift a flat back good work you're gonna plant your hands step back to a high push-up pause there breathe all the way out squeeze your legs lengthen your body breathe in here rock forward on your toes tippy toe plank then exhale, low push-up, bend just at your elbows. You can put your knees to the mat if that makes this stronger. Breathe in, upward-facing dog. Good. Nice. Breathe out, down dog. Good. Good. Have a breath here. If you preferred the option of cobra, of lowering all the way down to take your back bend, you, you take cobra instead of up dog anytime you like. When you're empty, look forward to your hands. Walk or lightly hop, top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway. Shoulders come up in line with your hips. Breathe out, fold forward. Chest to thighs and thighs to chest. So whatever knee bend you need. Press your feet down and reach up. Mountain pose from leg strength. Reach through your fingers. Bow with your exhale. Bend at your knees. Fold at the top of your thigh. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. 
Plant your hands this time, step back, lower to low push up or to your mat, you choose. Add that rock forward to the tippy toes. Stay in alignment there, then breathe in for your back bend. Down dog, breathe all the way out. Cool. Set your gaze between your feet, take a breath. And empty it out. Look forward, walker lightly hop, top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway. Draw long abdominals in to support and bow with your exhale. Press your feet down to rise up, mountain pose. And fold forward, soften your knees to the bottom of the pose as your breath empties. Breathe in, lift halfway. Shoulders up in line with your hips, heart forward. Good. Plant your hands, low push up. You step back, you rock forward as you go down. That's your inhale, bring about your back bend, whichever one that is. And down dog with your exhale. You pause to equalize your breath in and out. Look forward, walker lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. Bow with your exhale. One more round, sun A. Inhale, reach up to standing. You get to the top, squeeze your legs, fan your fingers. Bow with your exhale. Getting to the bottom, pull yourself in with your abdominals. The halfway lift, same thing. We get to the top of it, really draw the heart forward a little more. Plant your hands, low push up. When you think you're done, right, stay for a moment, push the floor away, feel the breath empty, then let it bring you up into your back bend. And down dog, breathe all the way out. Good. Getting a breath in here, so you're looking to steady the pace of the breath. Empty it all the way out. You look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. And bow with your exhale. Set your hips back, Utkatasana, chair pose. With your exhale, bow forward. Take your time. And the halfway lift, draw long, heart forward, plant your hands, step back, low push up. As you're lowering, you rock a little forward so elbows stay over your wrists. Breathe in for your back bend. Breathe out to down dog. Step your right foot forward to your right hand, reach up, warrior one, squeeze your back leg, plant your back foot, hands to your mat. Low push-up. Keep squeezing your back leg the whole transition until you have two legs that you can squeeze. And upward facing dog. The front of your thighs lift up. And down dog. You breathe all the way out. Get empty. Step your left foot. Plant it. Back foot flat. Now everything's your back leg. Squeeze it to come up. And squeeze it as you lower yourself slowly. So it's your anchor the whole time. 
until you have both legs back there and both legs can support the planks. And then both legs support the back bend. And breath out to down dog. Set your gaze, steady your breath, and even inhale and exhale. Look forward, walk or lightly hop, top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And bow forward, breathe out, let the muscles of your face soften, take the wrinkles off your forehead. Drop your hips low, ukatasana, keep the wrinkles off. Anti-aging practice. And bow forward, breathe out. Actually, anti-aging is a lie. <laughs> anti-aging is, is not a good thing. <laughs> Inhale, halfway lift, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog, hands down, heart up, face soft. And down dog, breathe all the way out. Right foot forward, it plants, and then it's all about your back leg. Squeeze it to come up. Keep the squeeze as you take your hands to the mat, low push up. When your right foot joins, both legs squeeze to keep the plank aligned. Breathe in, upward facing dog, hands and feet pressed down. Cobra's also an option. Down dog, breathe all the way out. And left foot forward, plant it firm. Back leg squeezes tight. And hands to the mat, low push up. Press into the floor. Breathe in, and breathe all the way out. Good, good, and a steady, even breath here. Right? No matter how keyed up we got during the vinyasa, there's an opportunity to recenter. And on your inhale, take your le right leg up for three-legged dog. And as you exhale, come forward, bring your knee toward your nose, press your hands down, Curl your spine so it's like you're doing cat pose. And then inhale, reach up and back. Three-legged dog. And again, come forward your knee to your nose. Press your hands down, round your spine like cat pose. So drop your head. Yeah, see what you can get. Exactly. Inhale, reach up and back. One more time. Come forward your knee toward your nose. You're going to see if you can touch it. Knee to nose, nose to knee. Good. Good. Stay here on your inhale. Look forward, back into a plank. And then step the right foot forward. Keep your back heel lifted. As you inhale, come up for crescent lunge. Back heel stays lifted and stacks over the ball of the foot. Okay. Nice. And arms can take any shape that allows you to breathe well. Right. One way you can kind of investigate that is what's going on in your upper back? How's the space behind your heart? Right. For most of us in this pose, right, the arms will be forward of the ears. Triceps wrapped forward to create a space in the upper back. Good. Yeah, keep doing that. So they stack a little more of your collarbones. Perfect. And you have space here. And on your next inhale, lift your chest up. Maybe you go a little back. Then hands to heart center. You're going to twist. Bring your left elbow outside your right knee. 
and do slide down toward the knee. It doesn't have to be on the knee joint, but long through your torso. So open your arms. You're going to slide so that your wrist comes up toward your knee, right? So that you have a long kind of, uh, left arm to play with here as you draw your heart even more forward and make more space for your twist. Steady your breath, steady your eyes. Right? Wherever you want to set your gaze, one point, keep it. Now a little challenge, take your back foot back a few inches. You decide what a few means. If you end up in the split, it's okay, it's yoga class. Now press your feet into the floor. What happens to the pose? What else can you connect in when you're grounding your feet? The grounding of your feet, helping you draw your leg bones in towards center. Your abdominals in towards center. The grounding of your feet help you lift your chest forward and up. One more breath here. Press into your feet. Come around to warrior two. Your feet will come onto one track. Your arms onto one track or your hands to your heart. Okay. There's always opportunity to kind of change the positioning of your arms in any pose, right? And particularly for, for those of us in the you know, 21st century that work a lot at computers or with our iPhone or, or if you carry a baby around all week, like your arms are doing a lot of stuff. Right? They're building a lot of tension. If you're building tension here now in your shoulders, your neck, choose something different with your arms. Because this uh, warrior two, like a broad arm posture, if it feels great, awesome. It's supposed to feel great. If it doesn't, find a way to soften around your shoulders and neck that allows you then the freedom to focus in on the stance. Press into your feet each exhale. And you might kind of use that action to pull your front heel into the mat a little bit to draw you forward. Right. That's, that's an added bonus. You can, you can do that. Right. But definitely you're grounding. But you might be grounding and deepening in each exhale. Or maybe today is not a deepening day. Maybe today is a calming day. Right? And so you do that. One more full round of breath here. Stay low with your exhale. and your inhale, you'll reverse the warrior. Reach up and back. And then you'll cartwheel down to low push-up or down dog or child's pose. Lots of options. Flow with your breath. It's the most important thing. Getting this thing done is not the most important thing. Each breath, you have experience of your body. You have awareness of you know, your mental state of being. Awareness of the energetics of what's going on. What's the tone of you right now? Do you like it? Next inhale, take your left leg back and up behind you, three-legged dog. Good. 
as you exhale, bend your knee and come forward, knee to your nose, press the floor away, round your spine. So you get like cat pose, knee to nose. Inhale, reach up and back. And then again, you come forward, rock all the way forward toward the plank in your body, but round the back. Good. Inhale, reach up and back. Still moving slowly, this one. Exhale, come forward, knee to nose. Press your hands down, hover here. Good. Then with your inhale, you're just going to look forward, right? Rebalance. And then with your exhale, you'll step the foot forward. Good. Inhale your way up to crescent lunge. Back heel stays lifted, back knee stays a little bent. Back knee's bent so you can engage the gluteal muscles on your, your right bum cheek. Nice. And your abdominals. And then arms over your collarbones right, or hands to your heart. Right. What we do with our arms is uh, expressive. What we do with our face is expressive. What are you expressing? Right. I'm going around the room. Some of you are expressing, help me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm trying to. <laughs> And that's natural. This is a condition of being human, right? right? And particularly, you know, those of us who uh, sign up for 8.30 a.m. yoga on a Saturday, we may be pushing it a little bit sometimes. Right? You want to find sustainable challenge. If you're having to force yourself into the challenge, that might work in the 50-yard dash, right? But it doesn't work to calm your nervous system. It doesn't work to add flexibility to your body. Breath in, heart up and then hands to your heart, and you twist. Take your right elbow outside your left thigh, and slide it down toward the knee, and then open your arms, and of course, this is again, like arms are expressive. If what your upper shoulder is expressing is help, right, bring your hand to your hip, right, perfect. Right. One of the reasons that happens is just that gravity is putting your arm bone into the shoulder socket, right? And if you don't need it, you don't need it. One thing to do to help the expansion of your arms be comfortable, press into your feet, pull your leg bones in, pull your abdominals in. Let that send your chest up and support the weight of your arm bones. Right? When our arm is just trying to hold itself up there, it's hard. When you can let your feet and your legs and your core hold your arms, it can get easier. One more full round of breath. Press into your feet, come up and around warrior two. Okay, and set your gaze forward as you bring your feet onto one track. Possibly you can do that without looking, right? Possibly you're gonna need to look, but maybe right, it's possible to feel for it first, right? Feel for it, see if you can get a good picture of what your feet are doing. If you need to check, then you check, right? Is it necessary? If it's necessary, do it. And that's like with, with all this, like, is that extra thought necessary? Is that worry necessary? Is it helpful? Each exhale, you might pull into your front heel to deepen this. Kind of like your back foot was on a dock and your front foot's on a boat and you're holding the boat to the dock. 
And again, if that starts to amp you up, right, in your nervous system, in your brain, inner pinball machine starts, right? maybe you don't need that. Maybe it's just straight down, sustain. A little longer in the stance. Does the back foot go back more? Good. Yeah, it's just a, just a challenge. Not necessary, but you never know. Squeeze right there. Yes. On your next inhale, stay low, but reverse the warrior. Reach your chest up, up through your top hand. And then cartwheel down. Low push-up, down dog, child's pose. All our options, all are good. Are you breathing? Breathe in. And breathe all the way out. Good. Breath in. And let it go. On your inhale, take your right leg back behind you. Three-legged dog. And bend your knee. Let the hip open. Stack your right hip over your left. All right, so we're going to pause here. Work your hands down. Lift your knee up. Get lighter in your left side. Right, so the left side tends to want to collapse in this pose. Press your left hand down. Lift the hip up. Good. Then stop doing that. Let the left side compress. Go ahead. Feel what that is. Then again, reground and lift. Good. The room just got taller. Awesome. Breath in. When you exhale, come back to center. Bring your knee toward your nose. You're going to lay your shin bone down on the center line of your mat. Let it kickstand out to the right. And then a little side bend. So you press into your right hand. Lengthen your left side. That one we were just lengthening in the three-legged dog. Same thing. Press your back foot down. Press your hand down. Reach forward. Good. Breath in. Exhale, come back to center, downward facing dog. Good. On your inhale, take your left leg up for three-legged dog. Bend your knee, open your hip. Same idea with the right side. Press your right hand down. Lift your right hip crease up and back. So it's going to try to go right. But instead of taking it over to the right, instead of letting the hips drop over to the right, go means your right heel will go straight down. If your right heel is trying to splay out to the right, you can see that right here. Catch it. Pull it back in line with your second and third toe. Then go up with your knee. Go up with the knee. Right, then stop doing that. Let everything kind of spin out to the right. Let that collapse happen. Right, that is what we don't want to have happen. Go back. Recenter. Pull up through the pose. One more time. Get strong by pressing your hands down, your back heel down. And you exhale. Bring your knee toward your nose. And then lay the shin bone down. Turn your back foot flat. And side bend. Reach for the front wall. Good. When you reach for the front wall in this type of situation, roll your palm down toward the ground right, so that you're aligning your shoulder joint well. And the line goes from your back foot up through your fingertips. It's rising up. Again, you might feel a collapse down into your left side. Press into your hand, press into your feet to lift your chest. Lift it way up, high as you go. 
Then exhale, downward facing dog. Good work. All right, down dog or child's pose. Equalize your breath again. All right, so those two poses are like completely uh, legit for the next sequence. Otherwise, we're gonna work a little bit with flip dog. So come back to down dog if you're in child's pose when you're ready. You're gonna take your right leg up on an inhale. Now pause, right. and before we do anything, bend the knee, open the hip and lift up. Right. Now to get yourself to a flipped dog, you're not gonna collapse. We're not gonna do that thing where we let the left side get short. You're going to spin on your left foot on the floor while keeping your right leg high. So no drop of the, no drop of the, oh, come back, come back. I see some drops already. Coming back down to your knees. And uh, I'm gonna do a little public service announcement. It's Saturday morning. It's like, just like in the cartoons when they told you like, this is your brain on drugs. This is your spine on flip dog. So what we wanna have happen is that the hips stay up. So maybe you guys weren't checking out my bum, which is totally fine with me. Um, but watch this side. If I let the collapse happen, like if all I care about is getting down there, see this right here? Well then to get to flip dog, I'm either gonna stay here, which is a compression of my shoulder, or I'm gonna get to do the salt and pepper from 1992. <laughs> yes, that is what you look like. <laughs> we don't wanna do that, we don't wanna get in that position and then shove the spine up for the sake of our shoulder or for our low back. <laughs> but you're just still laughing at me. Good. Bend your upper knee, open the hip, and watch how now this time, everything stays high the way we were working it in that first uh, three-legged dog. I didn't have to do the salt and pepper because I'm already up. I'm up as high as I can go on my hips. It's a longer drop for sure. The mechanics that have to happen, watch my foot in back now. This has to turn all the way so that that can happen. What tends to, uh, if we get goal-oriented, our hips start to go first. And then the foot follows, go from the foot up through the, so come on back up to downward facing dog. And you don't have to go all the way, or you can still practice the uh, three-legged dog, no problem. But you're gonna take your right leg up, and then bend your knee, open your hip. Real focus on keeping your hips high and just turning on the standing foot. Just rotate your body. Keep rotating. It will be a moment where you're like, I'm scared, I don't wanna go. Keep rotating, right? Yeah. And then you try to end up in a place where you don't have any more room to lift your hips. They're already up as high as they go. Once you're complete with your experience of flip dog, or thereabouts, come back to center, high plank. High plank. And we're gonna slide the right hand a little bit forward so that it's one hand distance in front of the left. Then you're gonna pick up your left leg, squeeze it tight. Step it around behind you to the ball of the foot. Look at your right foot. You can look back to the back of your mat. Your right foot is back there. Look to the back of your mat. Right foot is back there have the outer edge of the foot down and work to press the whole foot down, lifting your hips up into a wild thing. Your left foot stays on the ball of the foot. Your left arm can reach toward the front wall. On your exhale, come back to center. Down dog or child's pose. Actually, you know what? Everybody child's pose. Everybody in the pool. Everybody child's pose. Let's do that because we're going to do the other side and we're going to have just as much attention to it and before we do that, let's just bring the nervous system back to this, right, to clear.
come on up to downward facing dog. Just explore as far as you go with the left side of this. So inhale, take your left leg up and real methodically, real precise. Bend your knee and press into your right hand. Keep the right side of your body long. Keep lifting up through that hip crease. And don't let the weight shift. So a lot of you are already on the outer edge of this. Come back to center. Spin your foot instead of shifting your weight. Spin the foot. Keep the leg and the spine kind of integrated as you go. The hips stay high. It's beautiful. Like there's, there's like no sound with that flip dog. You know how it normally sounds when we flip the dog? <laughs> like the elephant army. That's a day. Today is like ninjas. When you're done with your flip dog experience, you will come back and come to high plank. And pause for a moment. Get into a good high plank for you. That could be knees down for now. But take your left hand just slightly in front. So a hand distance in front of the right. That gets it up to the line of uh, the wrist and shoulder joint being compressed. Then you're going to pick up your right leg. Just pick it up. Squeeze the right glute. Step it behind you to the ball of the foot. Look down at your left foot. For right now, look at the foot. Be on the outer edge of it and press it toward flat. Maybe it gets flat, maybe it doesn't. But as it presses down, as it grounds, it lifts the leg bone. Feel the left leg bone lift up into the hip socket. As you press into the ball of your right foot, reach through your right fingertips. So you've got one line from your left foot that's holding you up in the pose. And then the line from your right foot through your fingertips is creating that kind of back bend expression. Again, your palm is facing toward the floor in this pose. Like this, unless it's actually on the floor. Yeah, so that you can keep rotating it. And then back to center. Down dog or child's pose. The idea being to take three breaths where you calm and center body and mind. Let your head go. Forward to your hands, walk or lightly hop to the top of your mat. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out to bow forward. Good. Sit your hips back, inhale, Ukatasana, chair pose. Hands to your heart. And twist. Take your left elbow toward your right knee. You're going to open your arms. And again, that can go with full wingspan. Or if you notice some trouble in the right shoulder joint, bring your right hand to the right hip. The other thing that can do for you is help you pull the right hip back right, and make a longer twist. I'm kind of broken record on this, but the top arm here is only decoration. right? And so if it's pleasing to you, cool. Right. But if it's not, right, do something that's a little more effective. Sit your hips lower. Stack your right shoulder over your left. That doesn't have to do with your arms. That has to do with your torso. Rotate more. Stack. Right shoulder blade toward your spine. Left shoulder blade away from your spine. Yes. It's getting there. And then exhale. Bow forward. Good work. Toe heel your feet apart. Smooth out your breathing. If that means you go to child's pose or down dog instead, do that. But smooth out your breathing. 
right? head below your heart. Right? And breath in. And breath out. Release your feet. Walk them together. Drop your hips low. Ukatasana. Chair pose. Sit your weight back into your heels. Even if you don't go as low. Hands to heart center. Twist right elbow to left knee. And again, you'll open your arms. And this means you could let your lower arm slide up. And for a lot of us, by sliding up, with the arm, you can sit lower in the hips. Okay. Higher your chest goes, the lower your hips will drop. Right? And it becomes this kind of virtuous cycle thing where you could get a little deeper, a little more aligned with your twist. Good. And then you're going to focus on the torso rotation right? rather than what's going on with the upper arm. Upper arm might be best suited with handed hip in order to get the twist. this hip back and in. Good. Then keep pulling your chest forward. Yes. Good. One more full breath in. And when you exhale, bow forward. Toe heel your feet apart. You could slide your hands underneath your feet if you'd like for gorilla two. Inhale to lift halfway. Exhale, release down somewhere that's gonna let you breathe steadily. Easily, head below heart, letting the nervous system calm down. So a lot of these really challenging poses like twisting chair, right, they amp us up. It's good to some degree, we get things going. Right? Right. And this practice of being able to still and calm ourselves instead of staying in that state of being keyed up is just as important. It's like 50-50. Right? Right. So particularly in the spaces between the poses, sometimes we tend to clutter things up. Like a lot of towels, a lot of water, a lot of doing that stuff. Right. See if first you can get back to just that nervous system, calm, steady. Then choose right, if, you, if you need to make you know, some adjustments. But that recovery is an active participation event. Release your hands to your mat. You're going to crouch down. Take crow or get to your toes and hug your arms with your knees with feet on the floor equally with strengthening. You're focusing effort into Pressing your hands to the floor, grounding yourself there. Whether your toes leave the mat or not is inconsequential. Good. You make your way back to down dog if you want to float through a vinyasa, if you want to step gently back. Breathe either way. Empty your breath here. And look to your hands, walk or lightly hop to the top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold down. 
Take both feet and move them over to the right edge of your mat. Hands stay where they they're right where they were in your down dog or in your chaturanga or in your crow. Middle finger facing forward, second finger facing forward, whatever you got. You're going to bend your knees over to the 45 degree angle. So you have uh, a twist here called pashasana where knees are together and the right arm is working into the left leg. Left leg is working back into the right arm. And you're turning so that your gaze is out in front of your mat. Does everyone feel that twist in their body? Is it, is it, is it happening? Is some deep rotation? So you can stay with this twist. There's two other options for this twist. One is to press your hands into the floor, tip your body into chaturanga, take your feet off the floor. That's called side crow, right? Or parshvadbhakasana. The other is to bring your hands off the floor and press them together in the uh, the kind of mudra that we use for twisting. So you've got two things, two options. One, little flight of the feet. Two, you bring your hands to your heart and use that to kind of practice balance on your feet. Hand balance or feet balance, either way. Breath in. And then slowly back to center. So unwind everything. Come back to a forward fold. And then down to a low squat. And you can take the squat, staying buoyant. You could take the squat by sitting onto a block. Either way is good. We don't want to take the squat sinking into the knees. Just because most of our knees don't need that. If your knees uh, like deep tendon tension, <laughs> then go ahead and... But most of us don't, right? So if you don't have a block, every single breath, you're pressing your feet down. You're staying buoyant in your hips. It's like you could jump up at any time. So this is sinking down. Press your feet more and lift your hips a little bit. Come out of the line of, yeah, there you go. Good. All right, release your hands to your mat. And you walk your feet together and over to the left. Your hands positioned on your mat, just like they were in chaturanga or down dog. So fingers forward. Knees are going to angle out to the 45 degree angle. So you look at your toes, look at your knees. They're pointing up toward the left corner. You're squeezing your knees together. And you press your left arm into your right leg. Press your right leg back into the arm. Right, so you've got legs squeezing together, and then arm and leg squeezing together. Everybody feels that? Yes. So first option would be the side crow, which is tipping all your weight into your hands and picking up your feet. Right, chest comes into chaturanga. Or second option, pashasana, where you take your hands to your heart and you use that leg to arm, arm to leg rotation. Good. Either way, deep twist, deep breath. Good. Good. One more breath here. And then you'll make your way back to center. Good. And toe heel your feet out wide. Edges of the mat. Turn the toes out to 45 degrees. We're going to come down to a horse's stance. So more narrow horse's stance. Up to your thighs. Lift your chest. You're going to take your right shoulder in. Look over your left shoulder. Keep your chest lifting up and forward. Right. Right. So it's not the Jane Fonda. Get the weight out of your hands. Pull your chest up. Yeah. Yeah. Slowly back to center. Pause for a moment. 
So here's Jane Fonda. I'm so glad this podcast is not a video. What we want to be doing is going up, right? So, so spine up. And you can test that by trying to take the weight out of your hands. If you can't, if your weight in your wrists, pull into your abdominals, lift your chest up. Yeah, yeah. It's all the glamour of the 80s. Looks like it came from 1982. Yoga class. Come back to center. Release your hands to your mat. Walk your feet together. Press down into the floor. Come up to standing mountain pose. Arms reach up. Bow with your exhale. Bend at your knees. Fold. If you're not at the front of your mat, go ahead and come to the front of your mat. Breathe in to lift halfway. Flat back. Plant your hands, low push-up, breathe out. Tight legs, abdominals in, support. Then get a breath in, upward-facing dog. Get a breath out, down dog. Let's get flow back in the body. Come forward on an inhale, high plank. Rock forward on your toes, lower to low push-up or the floor, but get there when your breath is fully empty. Then an inhale brings you into your back bend. You stay till it's complete. Let your exhale press you back to down dog. Good, good. Have a breath in slow and equally slow on the way out. Look through your hands, walk or crawl to seated. Come down onto your back for bridge pose, arms at your sides. Go stay in the flow of your breath. Notice any habits. Notice any habitual stops on the way. Stay in your breath, right? The way you didn't stop between chaturanga and up dog, right? Like, that'd be a great place to stop, right? <laughs> but we don't. Why? Because it's vinyasa. Then why in the other places do we stop? And you may indeed need something. If you do, right, what will happen is if you stay for that next breath, like, you will still need it, and you'll stop, and you'll do it, right? But if we're continually stopping with a habit, right, we get in that samskara, that loop. The issue with that is that then our practice never changes us. We just always do the same thing the same way over and over again. Yoga practice disrupts right? business as usual. unless we let it become business as usual. Breath in. And then breath out. Slowly come down and do your best to just pause, right? Like maybe your clothes don't need to be fixed. Maybe you don't need water or anything. Right? And after you take a breath or two, right? maybe you find out you do. Maybe like sunscreen is running in your eyes and it burns the shit out of them. Right, you need, a, you need a towel, right? Maybe you are really dehydrated and you need some water. Right? That's valid. Taking inventory first, becoming aware. Right? It's just a powerful skill to learn, to practice. Come up again for bridge or plant your hands and take wheel. 
Good. Breath in. And slowly come down. And do your best to have this as the recovery and the kind of distillation of what just happened. It's 50-50, the doing the pose and then the experience of release. One more bridge, a wheel, if you prefer a Kuipata with the forearms down, you go for that. So you got all kinds of choices for backbend. Or maybe what you need right now is to rest. If you need rest, you stay. Right? As you're taking these breaths, can you even them out? Do you have enough awareness? You have enough awareness to press the three points of each foot into the floor. Every exhale, press your hands into the floor. Every exhale. If you bridge the back of your head into the floor. Every exhale. One more breath in. And you make your way back to your mat. Again, just land yourself in a good position for your body to then receive integrate and release. So it's like our whole human process. We take things in. We decide what to keep. We decide what to let go. Our organ systems do that really well for us every single day. Sometimes it gets stuck. So you have these practices of getting unstuck, getting back to that natural. Take in, receive, let go. Bring your knees in toward your chest, get a little rock side to side. Let things feel real good to your low back, to your hips. back to center. Hug your knees in toward your nose and your nose up toward your knees. Curl in. Keep your right knee in. Extend your left leg out and let the heel come to your mat. Squeeze the leg tight. Press into the floor with your heel. And your right knee stays tucked in. You're curling up toward your right knee as much as you can. You could stay here. Breathe. Totally valuable if this is already enough work for you. If you're shaking here, this is a good place to be. Otherwise, you can take your arms and reach for the front of your mat, reach the uh, fingertips toward the front wall. Then with your right leg, you're going to extend it out and hover it above the floor, squeeze it tight for three, two. On your next exhale, bring the knee in, hug it, keep your left foot 
grounded and flex the foot, toes up. And then extend the right leg up toward the ceiling. Keep reaching your fingertips toward the front wall. You know, now lower the right leg down. Here for three, so hover above the floor. Two. This time on your inhale, bring the leg back up. Hug the knee and on your exhale, let your head and shoulders release down to the floor. Hug into the leg. So if you did that properly, it was enough. It was enough, right? Good. Bring both knees in. It's so nice to have two sides to work with. <laughs> Here we go, left knee in, right leg out. Curl up, knee to nose, nose to knee. Reach your arms toward the front wall if that is uh, viable for you. If you want to stay with the knee tucked in, do that. If you want to put your hands behind your head to support your neck, do that. Right heel presses down into the floor, right toes straight up. Extend your left leg out, hovered above the floor, whatever height works for you. Keep the right leg tight, left leg tight. Three, two. Next exhale, knee in. Hug it, nose to knee, knee to nose. Check in with your right leg, make sure it's still grounded, toes facing straight up. A lot of toes are going out to the right right now. That was a lot of rights in one sentence. Extend your left leg up toward the ceiling. Okay, flex both feet. You're reaching for the front wall, lower your left leg down, hover it at the height that works for your low back. Keeps you engaged through your core body, your abdominals. Next inhale, the leg comes up slow. And then exhale, knee in, then your body down. Knees in to your chest, rock a little side to side. I was practicing this morning and I invented that, I think. What'd you say? <laughs> I actually don't think I invented it. I'm pretty sure people have been doing that for a long time, and I just figured it out today. <laughs> Your arms out like cactus, knees side to side. It's a like story of our lives. <laughs> Good, knees side to side. Good. Belly twisting pose, let things unwind. back to center after you've balanced both sides and we'll take reclined pigeon take your right foot over your left thigh and for right now go ahead and go with without hands let it be uh, just unbound you're going to rock your hips little side to side like we were in belly twisting pose and play with the amount of pressure you use in your left leg to hug the right shin toward you. So the more you can pull your left leg in toward you, the more you'll hug the right leg toward you. That may feel good. You may not need so much. You might keep the legs at a distance. Next time you rock over to the left, you're gonna go all the way. So the outer edge of your left thigh lays down on the floor. The sole of your right foot lays down on the floor. At this point, you may want to use your left hand to slide your right foot into position that, that's kind of beneficial for you. For some of us, it'll be closer to the hip. For some of us, further away. Once you find right foot planted to the ground in a good spot for you, press your right thigh forward toward the front wall. 
you do, press your right shoulder blade down into the floor. One thing that might help with that is to lift your left shoulder blade a bit. Right? So if your right shoulder blade's feeling kind of light, see if lifting your left shoulder blade can help you get heavier through the right side. One more breath here. And keep your left leg just as it is. You're gonna unwind your right leg into happy baby pose. So left leg stays in like Supta Baddha Konasana. Right leg's in a happy baby. Drop your hips heavy into the floor. You might take your left hand, place it to your inner thigh and let it provide weight to the left leg bone. Slowly you'll release. Back to center, hug your knees in. Have some circles of your low back where you're moving around the edges of your hips so that you just trace clockwise and counterclockwise circles on the floor with your low back. Okay. Coming back to center, you're gonna cross your left foot over your right thigh for recline pigeon in the legs and then arms just loose on the floor, let them be and you rock hips side to side. Somewhat like belly twisting pose. It doesn't have to be quite as, as much range of motion. Could be. But again, play with how much can your right leg support the drawing in of your left shin, what works for you there. Next time you rock over to the right, you can let everything stay. So the outer edge of your right thigh comes to the floor. Your left foot, sole of it comes to the floor. And then you can use your right hand to help position your left foot in a way that allows the left foot to ground. And you feel stretched through the outer left hip and thigh, maybe through the side body. You might use your right hand then to help you press left thigh forward, drop your left shoulder blade heavy into the mat. If it's not getting heavy down into the mat, lift your right shoulder a bit. leg where it is and bring your left leg out into happy baby. Take your right hand to right inner thigh, keep that leg moving out into Supta Baddha Konasana. And the hand's just heavy, doesn't need to press. Right foot stays on the floor. And that leg bone just 
drops out, just like the left leg bone is dropping out to the left. And that's assisted by the work of your hand, left shin or your left foot. But it's, it's assistance, it's not force. When you're using your arms to help your legs open, you take note of what's the tone, what's the kind of amount of pressure you're using. Nobody needs to be pushed around more. Next, inhale, unwind, come back to center, hug your knees in. A rock across your lower back. And as you're ready, make your way to Shavasana. Let things go. Let the whole practice integrate. Still your body, you feel your breath. A lot of time and space for the things that need to land with you to land. So that releases the things that, that you don't need. You open yourself to what it is that you're here for now. Let those things become instilled. very nature of that practice, what needs to go, will go. Ready to come back 
start to breathe in a way that wakes things up. It floats you. It empties you out. You feel the floor underneath you. As you breathe in, you'll start to wiggle your fingers and your toes. As you breathe out, you'll roll to your right side. Breath in will bring you up to seated. With your breath out, you'll anchor yourself here into your sitting bones, your leg bones. Draw up through your center with your inhale and bring hands to heart center. Palm into palm, Manjali. Thumbs to forehead center. Joining heart and mind. Recognizing their oneness. As well as our connection to one another. We're a human being. Thank you all so much for being here this morning. Namaste. See you tomorrow.